You're listening to Into the Starfield, otherwise known as the main theme from Starfield. Released September 6, 2023, composed by Einan Zur. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and I'm not solo today. This is a normal episode. However, we're doing this episode kind of like we've done some of the episodes in the past, just to give myself a little bit of a break because I've been editing so many BG Mania, specifically episodes the last week or so since we got behind. And I know we're front loading and dropping so many episodes now. But just to give myself a little bit of breathing room, this episode doesn't have as much chatter in it. But we'll talk about that real quick if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. If you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as the update works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zandku. So yeah, this is a normal episode. This is not a bonus episode. We do have a bonus episode dropping this weekend. And uh, Bedroth and I already recorded next week's normal episode as well. And as long as those two post on time, which this one going up on Thursday the 14th is a good sign that I'm still on pace. So when those two drop, we'll be all caught back up. 
uh, that should just be back to one episode a week. Every now and then, right, we throw in bonus episodes, so there's sometimes going to be two, but we've had, I want to say, five or six episodes drop the last two weeks. It's uh, just because, again, we got behind, so I've been editing like crazy, and of course, not the only show we have, right? Still have to edit Play on Arrival, still have to edit Blood and Destroyers, so I just want a little bit of a break, so we're doing the Starfield episode. It's just me at the beginning, just me at the end. Kyle's going to join us here once we listen to our first block of music. We're going to chat about the game, talk about the gameplay. I've not played Starfield yet, but luckily Kyle has. So he's able to kind of go into the gameplay elements a little bit, talk about what he likes, comparing it to other Bethesda games or Bethesda, you know, game studios games, I should say, the actual internal team at Bethesda. Um, And of course, we do touch on the soundtrack by the wonderful Einenser as well, which if you guys guys missed he did do and i think i may have mentioned uh, mentioned this on a previous episode when bedroth was here but he did do a beautiful rendition of that main theme that we came in to the podcast with at opening night live back at jeff Keeley's gamescom show on the i think it was on the 22nd yeah it was august 22nd uh he kicked off the show if you missed it i highly recommend going to youtube checking that out definitely worth listening to and watching i'm excited as we'll talk about once kyle gets in i'm excited to eventually play starfield i have listened when we recorded i didn't know what 14 tracks were going to be in this episode because i hadn't finished listening to the entire soundtrack yet um i now have and i'm very excited to hear some of this music get implemented in the game a lot of it is very atmospheric very ambient right kind of what you would expect from a game like this i did try to find some more of the action oriented pieces that are on the soundtrack for the episode just to give it a little bit more excitement there's definitely some atmospheric ambient stuff in here as well i think we have a nice spread so we're gonna listen to six tracks and then kyle and i will be back to discuss everything that we talk about with starfield then we'll listen to six more tracks and i'll come back to close the episode out I think that works. I think that sounds like a plan. Okay, let's kick things off by taking a listen to Fleet Scum from Starfield. Everything you're hearing today uh, was composed by Einan Zer. I'm not going to mention that each time. I'll mention it again at the end. And of course, Starfield released on September 6, 2023. I won't say that every time either. Fleet Scum from Starfield.
Up next, let's take a listen to First Flight from Starfield. Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to The Soul System from Starfield. (laughs) 
Up next, let's take a listen to New Atlantis from Starfield. As we continue this episode, let's take a listen to Aquila City from Starfield. 
Last up in this big block, let's take a listen to Cutthroats from Starfield.
All right, and coming back in from our first block there, I know we're doing this episode a little differently, but that's because both Kyle and myself are not super far into Starfield. And I know I'm going to talk a little bit about the music, and I already did, actually, I should say. I'm just recording this out of order at the beginning and the end of the show. But I really wanted to bring Kyle in because I have not touched Starfield yet. I did install it on the Xbox series, as I talked about a few days ago over on Play on Arrival, if you listen to that podcast as well, where we talked about um, Starfield a little bit. Um, I did install it, but I have not had a chance to even jump in and create my character yet. I'm trying to get through some other games that I've been talking about, Trails of Cold Steel 3, and then I eventually will play Sea of Stars before I get into Starfield. But Starfield is on the list and coming up relatively soon. That's probably going to be the game I play after I finish those two that I just mentioned. But Kyle, you have jumped in and you are several hours now into Starfield. And I want to hear because we didn't really talk about the gameplay. We didn't really talk about like the story or anything like that over on Play on Arrival. Another Bethesda game, right? It's been a while, been several years since we've had yeah. a Bethesda game since, was it Fallout 4? Was that, I think that was their last one. Their last kind of, they did Fallout 76 as well, but sure, that's we count an that. online game. And I think I would have been further into Starfield by now if I wasn't, pre- you know, preparing for my, my new podcast on uh, South Asian fruits named Lychee Mania. Lychee Mania? Nice. Well, I bet that's going to be good. I do like some lychees, dude. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, Especially the G Fuel flavor. Have you ever had a like a raw lychee? No, just the G Fuel flavor. (laughs) I've I've had I've had some raw lychees before. They're kind of fun to eat. They're like you got to like peel that weird little skin off, and then there's a nut in the middle. Uh, yeah, kind of like a little tart bitter as well. Um, and there's also like no fruit on it. It's mostly seed and skin, but it's, it's good to like, you just like suck on the seed, get the fruit off and spit the seed out. Just suck on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little, little, uh, I don't know. They're weird. They're really weird looking and they, they taste, I don't know. They're fun. They're fun to eat. (laughs) But, um, but it is, it is a Bethesda RPG through and through, man. And I, and I think that's kind of been the heart of the controversy with this game. And, and a lot of, there's been a lot of weird kind of conversation surrounding this game online about whether or not this is the game people were expecting or wanted or what was promised and whether or not this is the game that Bethesda advertised, right? Is, is this what we expected as a community? And I think a lot of people, the answer for that is yes. I think a lot of people knew what to expect going into it. Bethesda RPG. We we know kind of how this and en- they've been building games on this engine for two decades now, and so it's and the engine's been updated. Everybody likes to pretend that this is like some weird Frankenstein spaghetti engine that barely functions, and that's just that's simply untrue. Uh, the engines update and and they add new features and stuff and the engine works it it works and it makes great games and games that sell millions upon millions of copies and so why wouldn't they kind of anyways that soapbox there but uh it it's been a really fun experience diving back into a bethesda rpg because it's been so long since we've done that like you said since fallout 4 and i think for the people that are familiar with elder scrolls familiar with fallout this feels like home again except now we're in space and you're we're working with um kind of unfamiliar plants and and rocks and alien life and planets and spaceships and going to different solar systems and there's a lot of new systems here that you have to work with and they don't they don't really spell out how to get through all these systems 
you kind of have to do a lot of exper experimentation with it. But even with all these new systems, it does feel like a Bethesda game. I think for a lot of other people that weren't maybe as familiar with Elder Scrolls and Fallout, this comes as a disappointment for them. I think they were expecting a game to rival what No Man's Sky is now. And No Man's Sky is No Man's Sky, and that's not a Bethesda RPG, right? That's a very no. different game. That was a terrible game when it first came out, by the way. When it released, yes. Now, now it's not so much. But... It, if No Man's Sky released in its current state when it released, I think they, I think it would have gotten nines, nine and a halfs, tens across the board. Oh, probably, right? yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but I think that's what people were expecting. They were expecting a competitor to No Man's Sky, and that's not really what this game is or is supposed to be. This game is very story-focused. There's lots of quests, lots of side quests, lots of different tasks and missions that you can go on. And then there is some exploration. I don't want to say that there's not exploration. And you can actually kind of land on planets wherever you want. But whether or not that planet is interesting... You can land on any planet, can't you? Any any planet at any location. Yeah. Whether or not there's anything to do there, probably not, you know, and that's and that's kind of the nature of the universe, I guess. I was going to say, how many planets actually in the universe have shit to do on them? Exactly. Not You'd be many. bored if you landed on them. And so, so Though there are, you do, you do know, you do believe, right? And this is a t t conversation Bedroth and I always love getting off on. There's other life out there, right? There, there, it would be, it would blow me away if there wasn't. Okay. Okay. Just make sure you're on Whether or not they've come the... to Earth. Whether or not they've come Correct. to Earth is a whole Correct. different argument, right? Correct. But, you but, know, but, but Bedroth has a hard time believing in the the alien discussions whenever I get into that uh, with him here on the show. Uh, but it's it's just asinine Texas to think of how Christian. how big I'm just kidding. how I'm big kidding. the actual universe actually is. <laughs> it's massive. Uh, it's There's so probably bad. life it's in so the massive. solar system. There's probably, There's probably other life the, in the solar system yes. on the moons of Jupiter or something. There's yeah. there's probably some whales sort of and shit. I don't know about whales, Brian, but there's probably some microbial well, life. Things like that, you know, under the under the well, oceans of, like of that. I mean, Europa. Whales is a right. Yes, I think there's probably some microbial life on some of like some of those moons, maybe. But um, which would be interesting if we do ever get proof of that, you know. The, now, Starfield does take a lot of liberties in that way. The the, ali the aliens are mostly animal type life, um, and, and so far I've not encountered like alien humanoids. Do you not? So you don't encounter aliens? I'm choking as I say this, by the way. Like Mass Effect, it's not anything similar to that that you've come no, across. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it's like this is my this is my uh, lieutenant commander Zorlock from the planet you know nebulon nine I, I don't think there's any of that all of these people i do believe are humans okay may have lost my voice for the rest of this recording i don't know what just happened and unless <laughs> it, i know how i know how emotional you get about aliens so yeah man i don't know yeah. i got all <laughs> choked up and now i can't talk <laughs> um but it's but it's been it's been very fun i think that the the locations that i've been to so far have been very very cool very fleshed out uh, and immediately you feel the footprint and the DNA of Bethesda. And I know I keep saying that, right? This is a Bethesda game. But when you're walking around some of these bases, right? You got to go, got to go take down this scoundrel who's been messing with the locals. And he, you know, we can't have that. He stole this and we need that back for this experiment or whatever. So you're going to go and you're going to take this job on. And it's this, it's this compound on a planet and it's built up kind of funny. And there's hallways and there's doors you got to open and there's, 
there's stuff scattered all over the place and there's books and plants and apples and you need to like you know you're you're mousing over everything to see what they are and whether or not you want them and then there's a, a safe over there and you're gonna lockpick the safe and then there's a computer and you might use that computer to shut down a camera or a turret or something and then someone says what was that over there and then you crouch down you know and you hide behind a bookcase this is these are all the the dna and common common you know steps of a of a bethesda rpg it's fallout and it's it's skyrim you know these things and so immediately upon jumping into the game i knew what i was doing i felt i felt right at home in the first few missions of this game because it just felt absolutely familiar I'm okay with that. I am actually, I'm actually thrilled with that because I love the formula. So, so that was a good thing for me. Uh, a, a lot of other people, I think, are coming into this and like, wait a second, this isn't No Man's Sky, you know, or, or this, wait a second, this feels just like Fallout. That's like, you know, pump the Fallout directly into my blood. Yeah, I mean, I think they always said, right, this was Skyrim in space, this was Fallout in space. It right. was the design that they approached with Starfield. I mean, Bethesda develops, as you said, right? They develop a very specific kind of game, at least the main Bethesda Game Studios team. Right. I know Bethesda does do other games, but their main team, right? The the Fallout, Skyrim, and now Starfield yes. team, it, it's a very specific formula. And yeah, the engine's not perfect, right? Like you said, but it's not terrible either it's not terrible and and it's usually you know, a buggy like to joke about usually very well, that's buggy. the thing this game is not yeah i've encountered a good zero bugs so far uh and most people are reporting the same most people are saying no i don't have many bugs now there are, there have been some performance issues specifically on pc i'm playing it on xbox and have had zero performance issues so far uh but it feels okay to me it feels like what i wanted no bugs so far um maybe you know maybe lighter on exploration than a lot of people wanted uh that's that's the one thing that i can really say okay well there's a there's a deviation from the bethesda formula here because skyrim and fallout you get into these worlds and as soon as the game starts it opens up to you right you sure. think about fallout fallout 3 and 4 you open up that vault and your character and you can go anywhere a, you go you any put direction your arm over your eyes as the sun shines directly in your eyes and you think oh you know and then you step out and the world is i mean just vast. think about oblivion or skyrim too dude you like leave those areas and then it's like all right which exactly, way do you want to go yeah. sort of a thing exactly so starfield seems more contained in where it is it's more contained you. yeah yeah it is more contained um entering and exit exiting cities or different areas of the cities even uh there's a small loading screen there and so you're you're going into different parts of the map it's not as open and vast as those games were at have least. you been to new atlantis yet yes i've i've been to new atlantis so that's I've that's relatively new early atlantis. in the game that's relatively yeah, early you, yeah you get to new atlantis um and that's kind of where you start to find out what this what what the main mission is going to entail for you in this game that's when you start to get some exposition you join in um this group of of folks who are after this and i'm i'm speaking in very broad terms here but they're sure. they're after they're after these materials that you've been finding and they think that they might point to a very very either kind of religious type uh origin story or uh maybe a nefarious plot of sorts right and so they think we need to get these things and we just started finding them and now we know where the next one is you need to go get it for us right because you're the you're the cool guy with the spaceship so the mystical go, guy you're the mr cool guy with the spaceship so uh so go get that for us now your spaceship the spaceship part of the game is actually pretty interesting and i think 
this was a lot different than I was expecting it to be. Number one, the spaceship is entirely customizable in this game, and the and there's oh no, spaceships are you, you gonna spend as much time doing this as you did with your already mechs and have core? Brian? Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're gonna are have you a pink, purple, already? and yellow spaceship flying around right the now. Universe? It's brown and green. Right now it's brown and green. Uh, but it's yeah, you can color customize all the colors. Uh, you can you can even take apart the different components of the spaceship and put them in kind of any arrangement that you want as long as it's functional and then there's a test button will this spaceship fly if not it says no <laughs> try again so uh so you can pull apart these you know spaceships and build kind of the spaceship you want to have or you can buy these pre-built spaceships or pre-built components and and add them onto your spaceship you can go online and see the ones that people have made again some really goofy creations that people are getting into uh someone found out that the ai of spaceships uh the enemy spaceships when you encounter them you know then you know while orbiting planets or whatever they aim for the center of your spacecraft and and your spacecraft has a has a model it averages all the mass of the model i guess and it places a center point of the spaceship somebody found out that's how the ai is aiming when they fire at you right and that's a that's probably coding wise really smart right just aim for the center you know and then you give them different accuracy values whatever uh so people have been building square spaceships with an empty middle uh and all of the bullets are just passing directly through the spaceship without hitting it so that's been that's been kind of a funny meme that like people are doing like can't hit me you know and all the bullets are just going right through the middle the hole <laughs> that they build in the spaceship it's been pretty funny uh i haven't i haven't spent too much time in like totally dismantling my spaceship i've played around with the colors a little bit and made it look different um but you know taking off from planets and landing on planets is a loading screen you know you're not manually taking off and manually loading once you're in space you can fly around do what you want you might find some space stations you might find some pirate ships that are after you or other ships and you can engage in combat with them and there's a trait that you can pick up where you can board those ships if you if you take them down right you can kind of get on the destroyed spaceship and loot whatever there you want on there otherwise it'll just drop some loot in space and you can go pick those up as well uh and then you open up your star map find where you want to go and zoom you know it kind of does that star trek kind of whip around thing the light yeah <laughs> And uh, away you go, and you're right there, and then you can land. So so there's not a ton of space exploration either, uh, but you do have this kind of rogue squadron type gameplay where you're fighting against other ships as well, and that's been pretty fun so far also. I loved those games on the GameCube too, Rogue Squadron and Rogue Leader. Um, yeah. I thought they were phenomenal. Have you... So obviously right here at BG Mania, we, we talk about the music as well. Uh, the music was all composed by Einan Zur, who also Einan Zur, yeah. Yeah, who also did work for Bethesda on, I think he did work on some of the Elder Scrolls. He did work on some of the Fallout, specifically he did Fallout 76 by himself, Fallout 4 by himself. Um, also did Fallout New Vegas, I think. I think he's primarily more Fallout than Elder Scrolls. He did Fallout 3 by himself. Yeah, Jeremy Soul was Skyrim, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then I think he, but I think he may have contributed a few things to some of the Elder Scrolls games, but Einan Zer really definitely has been Fallout for um, 
he did the Elder Scrolls Blades, which was the iOS, Android, and Switch right, game right, I'm right. did. Um, but back with Bethesda for Starfield, even did the opening performance at Jeff Keighley's opening night live at Gamescom, right? He was on the Roland piano doing the main theme for Starfield, which was absolutely gorgeous. Um, from what I've listened to, I, like I said, I'm, I've gone through about 75% of the soundtrack. By the time this episode posts, I will have gone through 100% of the soundtrack to see what 14 tracks will actually make this playlist today. Um, it, it's been very much what I expected the music to Starfield to sound like, right? Very space exploration, not necessarily yeah. like space opera. There's not too much, uh rock or anything like that very ambient in certain areas very atmospheric but from what i've heard and i have no knowledge of where these tracks take place outside of just kind of guessing based on some of the names right some of the areas definitely have a bit of a feel to them like there's an icy feel or a more dangerous feel i think the new atlantis theme is actually really cool that one probably will make the episode yeah. Um, but the music to me has been very enjoyable to listen to and to zone out to and to just put on in the background while I'm working on some other things or actually working because it's not distracting either. Correct. Yeah. And, and it's you're right. It does kind of have this ambient quality to it where it feels like you're exploring, right? It feels like you were just part of this endless world that you can go out and do. And, and there's a lot of freedom in this game. You can kind of go out and do and and see as you please. The, the game doesn't limit you that way. And so I remember the first trailer that came out for this game, you know, the first kind of cinematic trailer that had, you know, the character talking like, you know, we reached for the stars because, you know, we couldn't stay here and and now, you know, we are everywhere, but you can go anywhere and blah, blah, blah. And it's got this, you know, these like long drawn out notes that just feel very grand, very epic in scope. Um, and, and a lot of the tracks do kind of play out that way when you're when you're walking around the planets. This this still is, even though it's not as open world as the other games, it still is a game that that is based on exploration. And and, and finding your way around and, and going to different places and, and experience this, this huge, massive universe that they've created, this game encourages that and wants you to do that through the side quests and the activities and missions. So uh, the the music is very, almost takes a backseat to the visuals, but they do complement each other very well so far in my experience. Yeah, and there's some, so there are... Eight. I'm looking at the soundtrack now. There's Exploration 1, Home Planets. Exploration 2, The Hills and the Mountains. Exploration 3, Explorers Club. Exploration 4, Vulcanism. Exploration 5, Evergreen. Exploration 6, Strange Sands. Exploration 7, The Icelands. And then Exploration 8, The Far Reaches. I'm not going to play any of those on the episode today because they're all anywhere from 9 to like 17 minutes long. I feel like these are either the tracks that play when you're flying in the ship, like moving to the different planets if you choose to actually fly there, or maybe the music that plays on certain planets because it's all very atmospheric and very ambient. I don't know if you have any idea um, of, of what those tracks are or if you've experienced any of them yet. The first one is 16 tracks deep into the soundtrack, so you might not even be far enough yet to have heard one of those. 
Have you actually flown your ship from one planet to another? Um, yes. Yes, I've I've gone to a few different planets so far. But not so, like not like just flown it there. I I use the star map. Okay, so that's what I was saying. You use the star map which kind of does it fast travel you or port you to that travel, area? Yeah. yeah. But from what I understand, you can just choose to fly there. You can. It just takes hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to do. Didn't yes. didn't somebody fly from like, what did they fly from? Earth to Pluto? It was Mars to Pluto, maybe. Okay. And, and that it took, took them how long? Like nine and a half hours. And that's real time. Correct. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Like yes. absurd insane. I think they left it left it on and then went to sleep and woke up and finished the next morning. Why did they make it so long, I wonder? Because I mean, I guess it's realistic. Yeah, it's it's realistic. Well, and so not realistic. A, it would well, take fucking years. Exactly. Yeah. It's hundreds years years. of years to do that. The the vastness and, and and emptiness of space, I think, is kind of incomprehensible. But there is a there there would be something great right if you could if you could get in your spaceship and like super fast travel but still steer right you know like you are like light speeding around and you're like zooming by planets or moons or meteors whatever i think that would be pretty neat as well um that but also maybe would have gotten old over time so i think i think that fast travel was probably the best option for just cohesive gameplay but then again, I can't say how No Man's Sky done it. I've, I've never done No Man's Sky. I've never played No Man's Sky, so I can't say how they've From done it From what I either. remember, and, maybe... and I played the early bits of No Man's Sky, it didn't take that long to fly from one planet to another. Sure, yeah. So so maybe, the, I, again, I think that's what people wanted, maybe. you know. Again, I think that's what people were used to. After the last six years of playing No Man's Sky, sure. that's what people were expecting, maybe. Yeah, that's possible. I think I would probably utilize the fast travel in Starfield when I start playing, just because, like, I don't have hours upon hours, though I probably will try to fly from, like, one planet. Maybe I'll go, like, Earth to Mars or something to see how long that takes. Sure, sure. But um, that's also a little disappointing, I will say, because I think one of the cool things about a game like Mass Effect, even though you aren't really flying your ship from planet to planet in Mass Effect, you are more or less jumping through the relays and, and going about about the different systems that way, which is very similar to it sounds like how Starfield is set up. Right. Um, it's still cool, like being able to see and get up close and personal with all of the different planets. Now, oh, definitely, yeah. any of the planets that you've gone to or that you've flown by or near, do they have moons that are also visible? Uh, I, some of them, yeah. Okay. Some of them have moons that one of the first missions you can go to you is land on, a moon. on the moons. Okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of the first missions you go to has you going to a base to retrieve something from somebody, and uh, it's you know, it's it's a Fallout style mission. You get into their base and you work your way from bottom to top, and there's raiders along. I think they're even called raiders, just like they were in Fallout. <laughs> and uh, I think they're called space pirates, actually. And uh, space raiders, yeah, something like that. And uh, you work your way from bottom to top until you get out there, and then there's an exit. You get some gear at the end. You got your item. Boom, back to the ship. So, uh, but that was on a moon, I believe. And so there, there is, yeah, there's there's all sorts of different things to see and do in space. It's not that the space is totally empty. It's whether or not you can, you know, do anything in it. I guess. Right. In, in the or anything meaningful, yeah. Right, yeah. Is there a mission there? Is there something to find? Or is it Correct, just... Correct, yeah. 
a barren wasteland that you land on and you can't even get any resources from. Well, it, well, most of the time too, it, you can you can scan a planet before you land on it, see what resources. Okay, so that's are very Mass Effect then. That's very Mass yeah. Effect. Yeah. yeah, you can see you can see what sorts of resources you can expect to to find on that planet, um, and also whatever points of interest might be on that planet are also on the map as well. So once you scan the planet, it says, "All right, there's a city here, there's a mining base here, and an outpost here." So can you are you scanning the full planet and it tells you what part of the planet those things are on? Correct, yes. Okay, cool. So, so it's when not you like go you to land, to guess. Yeah, when you go to land, you land at one of those places. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. That was, again, very similar to Mass Effect, but each planet only had very specific areas you could land. You couldn't choose to land wherever. Right. Well, that's kind of cool. Right. This one, you can land wherever. It's just whether or not there's anything to do there. How many planets have you went to that actually had some sort of life on them? Well, I've I've only gone to the planets that the missions have directed me towards. Okay, I've so never, they've I, had life, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah, yeah. So so I've been to like four or five different planets so far, um, and it's based on what they've told me to do. I've not been, I've not been like super like all right let's go out we're gonna go out to this solar system this planet at this spot let's go you know and see see what we can find i haven't done any of that yet i do i i think i will eventually because yeah, I, just I just to see just to see just to see yeah just to just to see what's out there but again if, it's, if there's it's a just, thousand planets right yeah if it's barren oh well yeah, i'm fine move on yeah move on but yeah there are uh there are a thousand ish planets in starfield a lot to explore so that's kind of cool and definitely you know for completionists i think this game says it takes over 200 hours that right. uh, is a lot to check out. <coughs> Damn it. I'm sneezing. That is a lot to check yeah. out in a game. Get so emotional talking about these planets. These I, know. I know. I know. Final Frontier. <laughs> speaking, hey, speaking of the Final Frontier, did you see this this uh, Star Trek game that like started getting advertised out of nowhere? Um, it maybe? looks really good. I can't. It's like a strategy game, like, a, like Fire Emblem. Hmm. Maybe I haven't seen that one. I know there was a Star Trek game that just came out that was like a Telltale style choose your own adventure, right? Yeah. Not that long there ago. Was Star Trek Resurgence was that. Yeah, one. that's what it was called. Yeah. Um, Star Trek Infinite? Is that what it's called? No, I don't think I've seen that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Is, oh yeah, Star Trek Infinite. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah this game looks freaking sweet. By Paradox. Comes out in October. These are, these are the guy. It's not. It's not a Fire Emblem. I, I said that. Um, it's the guys that made Stellaris, I believe. Yeah. It looks pretty sweet, man. It's like a space yeah, nimble, game. nimble giant entertainment. They well, they also they made Quantum League, Champions of Regnum, bunch of heroes. I don't know. I don't really know any of them. Paradox is the publisher. They've published a lot of things. I mean, they publish City Skylines. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This Paradox is a this is a, a sim strategy game. Uh, you know, managing your spaceship, the crews of the spaceship spaceship and uh space battles and civilization style except space battle type thing so if you're familiar with stellaris that's what this is yeah and i know you're a big star trek fan so i love star trek that might be right up your alley honestly it might be and people are saying it looks good so i don't know i know once i start playing starfield i'm gonna just be itching for more bioware and mass effect yeah uh because that's my my space game of choice and BioWare's in such a tough spot right now, right? Like, they've been developing Dragon Age, Dreadwolf now for five plus years, and we're still, I feel like, no closer to seeing that than we were three years ago. Sure. Um, though hopefully, I mean, maybe it comes out next year. There's a chance it could. Um, and I do think they will return to Mass Effect after this Dragon Age game, but still, that's going to be another fucking seven, eight, nine years before we see another Mass Effect entry. Um, I know this is going to make me want to Another one just because of how much of a disappointment Mass Effect Andromeda was in the overall. 
Uh, doesn't sound like Starfield's going to be well, a disappointment. Not so. space, but remember, we do have CP2077. Yeah, we do have Cyberpunk coming out end of this yeah. month. And I know we've not actually played. You You and I both never played the base game of Cyberpunk 2077. So Not past a couple hours, no. Yeah, actually, I think that's all I did, too, was like the first two hours. And then I wasn't really liking it because it was really early when the first when the game came out and it was in a rough state. Right. Now it's way better, just like No Man's Sky is, and the expansion that's coming out, uh, Phantom Liberty, is that what it's called, uh, is adding a bunch of stuff to it, and just, oh man, it looks so good. I can't wait to finally jump into that. Uh, but yeah, Starfield sitting at a 91 on Open Critic. Is it still Holy in the 90s? Smokes, it's gone up quite a bit. It was like an 87 last time. 87, like okay. okay. It was it was in the 90s when I last looked, uh, but it's probably been a week and a half since I I'll looked. Look. I'll, I'll it's at check. an 87 right now. I actually just okay. pulled it up. Uh, but still, that's a respectable score and a very, very strong 2077. 2077. Nope, it's 2023. <laughs> 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 that, uh, you know, Boulder's Gate 3 at a 96, Tears of the Kingdoms at a 96, Resident Evil at a 92, Street Fighter at a 92, Sea of Stars at an 89. It's been a hell of a year, man. Hell of a There's year. There's been so many mid to high to low to mid to high 90s this year. It's been crazy. Absolutely crazy and it's not stopping it's not stopping we've yeah, got more to got go spider-man 2 next month alan wake 2 next month super i think mario both of those wonder games are, yeah that all three of those games are going to score really high super mario rpg remake will score really high um there's a chance that um oh uh mortal kombat 1 has a chance to come in really high because mm-hmm. dude that I game just will. looks so good i think yeah, it will that's so good there's so many more good games coming out this year i just don't know how we can do it <laughs> It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Assassin's Creed. Holy Assassin's fuck. Creed. But yeah, but yeah, Assassin's Creed's been, I don't know about that one. I'm just saying, I mean, it's a big game. It's a big game, but that one doesn't look nearly as good as Origins is Avatar Odyssey games still or coming out? Valhalla. It is in December. Frontiers yeah, of Pandora. Geez, yeah. yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. Dan's looking forward to Modern Warfare 3 in November. Oh, boy. <laughs> The story will be good. Those games are always, sure. those, they all have good yeah. campaigns, but that's all that it is for me as a campaign game. All right, man. Anything else to say on Starfield before we get on out of here? No, I'm going to go play it. I think okay. all this talk about it makes me want to go sit down and play okay. it. Gonna, gonna give up on football and the red zone and Gosh, watching I'm the kidding. fantasy points and go Justin check out Fields some Starfield. Anything. Yeah, yeah. He just almost got sacked. Yeah. He yeah. does that. <laughs> Yeah, they're not. The Bears aren't doing too hot. Oh, well, I mean, record, they're not doing terrible. Episode of Leechy Mania. That's what I'm Leechy Mania. Get episode two done and ready to go. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a plan. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming in and chatting about Starfield with me here to break up the episode so it wasn't just all music today. Um, I'm sure I'll let you guys know when I actually start playing it myself, what I think on it, maybe uh, in the next few weeks. Hopefully it won't take me too much longer to get through Trails of Cold Steel 3 and Sea of Stars. But uh, Starfield's coming up for me. I can't wait. Yep, get into it. I can't wait. I will, I will. All right, Kyle. uh, Thanks again for coming in and you'll be back next month, actually, for a bonus episode. Can't wait for that. Yes, sir. Can't wait. All right. We're now going to continue our block of six tracks by taking a listen to Field of Vision from Starfield. Again, everything you're hearing today released on September 6, 2023, and everything was composed by Einan Zer.
Up next, let's take a listen to The New Old Frontier from Starfield. Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Heliosphere from Starfield.
Let's go ahead and take a listen to Death and Crimson from Starfield.
Up next, we'll be taking a listen to Stars and Sacrifice from Starfield. Closing us out before we close the episode out, let's take a listen to Aurora from Starfield.
right. I hope you guys enjoyed this dive into the Starfield soundtrack and the discussion that Kyle and I had centered around the game earlier in the episode. I will say the Starfield soundtrack is a uh, 79. I was going to say 179. Had my head on the Sea of Stars soundtrack there for a second. But the Starfield soundtrack, too many stars, is 79 tracks in length. So there's plenty more out there to go and check out and explore. I highly encourage you to do so. It is all great. Again, Einenzer really killed this one and knocked it out of the park. I am excited, as mentioned, to get into the game. Encourage you to do so as well, especially if you have Game Pass, since it is available through Game Pass to check out. But if you don't have Game Pass, feel free to pick it up. It's gotten great reviews. Gotta be doing something right. But unfortunately, that is going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of the episode, we're going to be taking a listen to A Home in the Galaxy from Starfield. Again, everything today released on September 6th of 2023, and everything was composed by Einan Zur. Keep the music playing, and keep it loud.